Howdy, folks. Your attention, please. Magnification. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome to Discovery Land. My name is Victoria, and I will be your guide on this adventure through yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Automobiles approaching snowflake specimen. All phases stand by to verify resolving power. Phase blue, phase blue. Light wavelength approximately 0.5 thousand millimeters. Definition excellent. Phase green, resolving power decreasing. Phase green, increase U angle, verify. Phase green. U angle increased to 14 degrees, 29 minutes. Automobile definition, excellent. All phases hold U angle until forward units reach crystalline stage of snowflake. The year is 1967. The average cost of an American home is just over $7,000. Lyndon B. Johnson is president. The Vietnam War is in full swing. And NASA is working to land the first human beings on the moon. It has been 12 years since Disneyland's grand opening. For the first time, Tomorrowland is receiving a cohesive, unifying theme to tie the entire land together. A theme that will be rooted in the current events of the world, while optimistically aiming for a better future. A great big beautiful tomorrow, if you will. In 1955, Disneyland opened amidst a rush schedule to meet its July 17th press opening. Of all the park's lands, Main Street USA, Adventureland, Frontierland, and Fantasyland, Tomorrowland was the least developed and the most hastily completed. The goal was to create what the year 1986 might look like. In 1955, attractions such as Autopia, Space Station X-1, Circarama, the Tomorrowland Boats, Rocket to the Moon, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit, and the Monsanto Hall of Chemistry would open. What do these rides and exhibits have in common? Nearly all of them were corporate sponsorships. And although sponsorships remain in Disneyland up to this day, their presence was much more abundant in the early days of the park. In his 1987 book, Disneyland Inside Story, Disney Imagineer Randy Bright writes, With time and money running short before the opening of Tomorrowland, Walt had been forced to accept several corporate county fair type exhibits to populate the buildings. The Monsanto Hall of Chemistry, the Dutch Boy Paints Color Gallery, and Kaiser's Hall of Aluminum fame did little more than promote the companies themselves and even less to promote the future. End quote. Given Walt Disney's mad dash to present Disneyland to the public, he relied on sponsors to complete construction in exchange for advertising the sponsor. The Monsanto Hall of Chemistry would be the first attraction sponsored by Monsanto. And while the name Monsanto is marred with negative connotations given recent controversies, in the middle of the 20th century, Monsanto was considered a cutting-edge company working towards the betterment of humanity. It's funny how things change over time, isn't it? In 1957, Monsanto sponsored the House of the Future, which would remain just outside Tomorrowland up until 1967. Which brings us to the focus of our first full episode, Adventure Through Inner Space. Your attention, please. This is the tracking procedure of an adventure through inner space. 
Adventurous men of science who have made this journey before you are carefully plotting every phase of this incredible journey as you shrink beyond the smallness of an atom, the smallest building block of matter. We wish you an enlightening experience, for though your body will shrink, your mind will expand. All phases, lower resolvable separation as automobiles proceed through crystalline stage, compensate shrinking factor. Phase yellow, view angle increased to 85 degrees, approaching practical limit. In 1967, a new Tomorrowland was being constructed to finally realize the potential of the land that got the short end of the stick in 1955. Although Tomorrowland, in fact, had been updated along the way with expansions and the addition of legendary attractions such as the Matterhorn, the Submarine Voyage, and the Monorail, it still lacked a cohesive theme that unified the entire land. Tomorrowland 1967 would correct that and it would usher in a new era of Disneyland history that many would refer to as Disneyland's Golden Age. For centuries, man had but his own two eyes to explore the wonders of his world. Then he invented the microscope, a mighty eye, and discovered the fantastic universe beyond the limits of his own meager sight. Now your adventure through inner space has begun. Through Monsanto's mighty microscope, you will travel into the incredible universe found within a tiny fragment of a snowflake. I am the first person to make this fabulous journey. Suspended in the timelessness of inner space are the thought waves of my first impressions. They will be our only source of contact once you have passed beyond the limits of normal magnification. 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 Narrated by Paul Fries, who also famously narrated The Haunted Mansion and parts of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, in addition to a couple of pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean, Adventure Through Inner Space was an Omnimover dark ride situated in the building that now houses Star Tours, The Adventures Continue. But before Star Tours, and before Adventure Through Inner Space, the building simultaneously housed the Monsanto Hall of Chemistry, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit, and a shop known as Fun Photos. When Adventure Through Inner Space came about, Two-thirds of the building was converted over for the new attraction while Fun Photos became the character shop, a store that sold souvenir merchandise related to Disney's catalog of famous animated characters. That shop is now known as the Star Trader. The premise of Adventure Through Inner Space was that you boarded your Atomobile, as they were called, and you made your way into Monsanto's Mighty Microscope which shrunk you down small enough to enter into a snowflake. The microscope, which was situated where the Star Tours Star Speeder 1000 now sits in the Star Tours queue, featured a conveyor belt display of tiny automobiles with figurines of people in them that had already been shrunken down. As you were winding through the queue, you could glimpse these tiny explorers and anticipate following the same fate. The queue itself had a layout that was nearly identical to that of Star Tours, with a winding pathway that led from the entrance to the automobile loading platform. A giant illuminated 2D snowflake was on display about where the Star Tours commercial reel now plays on a giant screen. And behind and above the microscope, 
you could see the people mover trains gliding by. This feature was still visible when the attraction became Star Tours, though that went away once the people mover, which after having become rocket rods in 1998, was put out of commission. At the loading platform, which sat closely to where C-3PO now stands in the Star Tours queue, guests would board their automobile. The automobile ride vehicle was built upon an Omnimover system, which consisted of a below-ground track that enabled all automobiles to move at the same consistent speed. At predetermined points in the ride, the automobile would rotate so that guests could be oriented to focus on specific areas. The curved dome shape of the automobile prevented riders from seeing anything directly behind them. Although the system was designed by Disney Imagineers Roger E. Brogy and Burt Brundage, the name Omnimover was coined by legendary Imagineer Bob Gurr. We'll talk more about the Omnimover system in a future episode of Discoveryland. I am passing beyond the magnification limits of even the most powerful microscope. These are snowflakes, and yet they seem to grow larger and larger. Or can I be shrinking, shrinking beyond the smallness of a tiny snowflake crystal? Indeed, I am becoming smaller and smaller. After entering the mighty microscope, the automobile would turn left and the passengers would enter the dark chambers of the attraction as Paul Frees' deep vocals would narrate their adventure set amidst a somewhat eerie and unsettling musical soundtrack. The passengers would see large snowflakes, and they would pass through them, only to find that the snowflakes were increasing in size. In actuality, at least according to the ride spiel, it was the passengers that were continually shrinking. Upon approach of a particular snowflake, riders would realize that although it seemed solid, the snowflake was actually porous, and they would be able to travel within. Eventually, Riders would see vibrating atoms, which indicated that they were continuing to shrink. Projections, which orbited the dark walls of the ride chamber, provided the illusion that electrons were encircling the automobile. Shortly thereafter, passengers would come upon the nucleus of the atom. The nucleus pulsated a vibrant red light, set to the sound effect of a heartbeat. After entertaining the possibility of entering the nucleus, the narrator decides it would be wise not to tempt the possibility of shrinking into perpetuity. Further projections of the molecules moving at a quick pace would indicate that the snowflake was melting. The narrator would then advise the riders that there was no cause for alarm as they were back on visual. At this point, the giant blue eye of a scientist watching the shrunken passengers could be seen moving back and forth through the lens of the microscope. As their journey came to an end, riders would find themselves entering the post-show area of the attraction. There, they would disembark their automobiles and wander the post-show area to glimpse simple exhibits detailing how Monsanto was working to create a better future. The sound of the Sherman Brothers' tune, Miracles from Molecules, played while guests studied the exhibits and made their way over to the Around the World clock. The clock would tell the time of every location on Earth, as well as pinpoint anywhere that Monsanto had offices, laboratories, or warehouses. 
The post-show area of the attraction occupied the space that now makes up both the extended queue indoor area for Star Tours, as well as a small portion of the Star Trader, where guests presently exit Star Tours into the gift shop. This has been one of many exciting adventures through inner space in a never-ending search for new ways to rearrange molecules for the benefit of mankind. Now, in our display area, you will see modern miracles created by rearranging the molecules of not only water, but of air, coal, petroleum, and many other raw materials. This is Monsanto. Adventure Through Inner Space closed permanently in September of 1985 and would be replaced by Star Tours, which opened in January 1987. Today, there is little evidence of Adventure Through Inner Space still visible. However, as previously noted, the building that housed the attraction is still there, with the layouts of its entry queue and post-show area being very similar to how they appeared in 1967. The entry queue for Star Tours follows a nearly identical layout to Adventure Through Inner Space. You can still visualize where the Mighty Microscope was, and with a little imagination, perhaps you might hear the echoes of Paul Fries preparing you for your shrinking voyage. The giant blue eye is no longer there, but it was positioned roughly where you exit from Star Tours into the Star Trader gift shop. From the outside, the overall shape of the building remains practically the same as it was during the days of inner space. Black tiles line the side of the building where the people mover vehicles once careened into it. Despite the Star Tours marquee at the entrance, the facade, with its triangular spire reaching upwards, still points towards the sky. Even the paneling at the front of the building, facing towards the entrance of Tomorrowland, is untouched, although while it was once painted aluminum, it is now a flatter shade of silver. Although Adventure Through Inner Space has been gone for 30 years, its memory lives on. Unfortunately, little to no ride footage has found its way online. Only brief snippets can be found on YouTube. It is suspected that since the ride was so dark, it was hard for older cameras to pick up any useful footage. It remains unknown if Disney shot archival footage, as they have never confirmed one way or the other. If you want to experience adventure through inner space, you aren't entirely out of luck. Thanks to the efforts of Steve Wesson of TheMightyMicroscope.com, there is a new way to revisit this legendary attraction. Steve has created a virtual first-person point-of-view ride-through of Adventure Through Inner Space in painstaking detail, set to the soundtrack of this extinct ride. It is quite a remarkable accomplishment, and one that offers some semblance of what experiencing the attraction would have been like. Be sure to check it out. I will place links to TheMightyMicroscope.com and the YouTube video featuring the virtual ride-through in the show notes. Miracles from molecules around us everywhere. There are miracles from molecules in the earth, the sea, the
Disneyland is such an incredible place. And around every corner, whether you realize it or not, is some hidden history waiting to be discovered. So next time you're in Tomorrowland and you visit Star Tours, be sure and give a little nod, a small salute to Paul Fries, a gesture of gratitude to the Mighty Microscope, and hold a little memory for what once was an adventure through inner space. I hope that you've enjoyed this adventure into Discoveryland. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Discoveryland Show and on Twitter at Discoveryland VC. Until next time, bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.